I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and coordinator from the Locked On Podcast Network, live here in Dallas, Texas. I'm joined in person once again, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. This is what you got for me, right Harris. What you got? For He's me? here. He's in person. He's in my house. Honestly, this is one of the jankiest setups we've ever, <laughs> we've ever done. Can you for hear my podcast. chair? <laughs> so, um, have you informed the the public about your move? I have not, but today is the best day to do it. I have moved back. I'm finally back in Dallas, Texas. It took three years. We're here. I need the soundboard. <laughs> and uh, my house is an incredible. Just incredible jungle of boxes right now. And so I decided to come over and do a live pod with Isaac. And we're doing a mailbag today. We are. And we have all of our questions. If you're watching on YouTube right now, one, if you're just listening to the podcast, you got to open up YouTube just for this podcast because so you can see us in person <laughs> because we're crammed behind my little desk with Dirk behind us, Mavrello behind us, some bobbleheads. And uh, yeah, we're going to party today. But we asked Nick, actually Nick asked on Twitter today, hey, what are some questions you guys have for the offseason? You got a good amount of replies. So I decided to pick out some of my favorites, cut <laughs> write them down, cut them up, <laughs> and put them in a cup that is Chip? Chip from Beauty and the Beast. There you go. I See, I didn't even know who Chip was from Beauty and the Beast. And I'm going to draw names out. Actually, not names. I'm gonna draw questions out and read them to us, and then we're gonna answer them. We're excited. Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room changing the way we talk sports. We'll go on there live at some point this week. Isaac Harris hit me with our first mailbag question hit about the Mavs offseason, NBA playoffs. Literally, could be about anything, but I'm assuming it's gonna be all about how the Mavericks trade KP. Oh, <laughs> I had we had movers help us move into our house, and one of them was a Mavs fan. And he found out I did a Mavs pod and he didn't know what it was. So I don't know if he's that big of a Mavs fan, but then he was like, we got to get rid of KP. He's mm. like, we got to, we just, we don't, he's given us nothing. I would, I'd rather have, and he was like, I'd rather have that broke guy from the Celtics. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> I was like, Kemba with his knees. He's like, yeah, I'd rather have that guy. Okay. Now you <laughs> have sparked up a memory from mine over the past 48 hours. Mm. I had a conversation with a gentleman who super nice. I just met him over the weekend and we started talking Mavs, and he asked me about KP. He was like, you know what? This might be unpopular. Get ready for this. Oh, no. He was like, but I think we just need some a guy who can rebound, a guy who can just, just body down just low. Big. He's like, what do you think about Hassan Whiteside? No, stop. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy's like super cool. And, and I, it took a lot in me to not like, I'm like, what? I mean – Big body, yeah, big body, big body pulls down rebounds. <laughs> I just don't know if that's how low you want to go for uh, reaching the bottom of the barrel. Again. Yes, yes, but okay. Question number one <laughs> I don't have Twitter um, handles uh, connected to these, so uh, sorry, you're not going to get any credit for the questions. <laughs> this question is with THJ's cap hold mm -hmm. being 28 million, it's a lot. Do you think 
we ever have the full 30 plus million at some point in free agency? Ooh, that's a good question. It is a good question. I don't think so. The way that the way that the Mavs were talking about Tim Hardaway Jr. and how he how much he meant to this team and how one of their priorities was to bring him back. Like I think that Tim Hardaway Jr. will get re-signed, but it'll be quick. I think it'll be one of those real quick ones because there's not really a guy for the full 30 million this offseason just to sign outright. You can do a trade. And if you're going to do a trade, you're going to send some salary back anyway. Yeah. So I don't think they're going to need that full 30 million in free agency. And I think Tim signs really quick and it's like 15 million a year or something like that. Unless you could convince a Kyle Lowry to come. Like I'm down for giving Kyle Lowry like him and him and Kawhi are kind of the only ones left that you're like, I'll, I'll think about that. True. So We've seen the 35 number thrown out a lot. The eye contact thing. If you're watching on YouTube, the eye contact was very strange. This is one of my biggest questions with Nick when he was like, all right, we can pull this off. I'm like, how am I supposed to look at the camera to you guys on YouTube, but also look at Nick because we're talking to each other. Also, the force perspective makes it look like I'm I'm a giant. Isaac is like a small child. Um, Guys, Built Bar and Keto, it works. So Look at all the weight you um, Okay, so... 35 million. We've heard that number thrown out a lot for the Mavericks. Tim capped 28 million. So you're like doing the math. Also factor in Josh Richardson. If he opts in, yeah, then 10. you don't even have the 35 million. Yeah. And for, for everybody listening, cap hold is a placeholder for a player that's going to be a free agent. So the Mavericks can't use 28 million because it's the cap hold for Tim Hardaway until Tim Hardaway gets signed. And that's the re- that's the way that teams can sign guys over the cap is if they keep that twenty eight million dollar cap hold in place and then use it uh, and keep it as a placeholder and then sign him over the cap while that twenty eight million is still in well, is still there. Uh, and then obviously once you sign him, whatever number you sign him to, that's what number he is. And the twenty eight million kind of isn't it the play <laughs> the actual salary takes the place of the placeholder and the cap hold. So. Yeah. So if they ever at some point ever reach the point in which they have over 30 million yeah. that means they have renounced the capital for tim hardaway yeah. which therefore means he's probably going somewhere else or they've signed him already like even if they sign him they're not going to get 30 plus nope. minutes or he signed with another team so or he signed for five million something crazy happened he went skiing and towards achilles i don't know ski. he also went, if josh richardson go is josh richardson stays then they don't get the 30 million either that's very true so it, here's a short version of that. If Tim is staying, they will never have 30 plus million in cap space. They could trade somebody. True. Very true. Are we ready for question number two? I guess. Question number two. Does Luca leave if the slander continues? And he puts this point in there because KP's slander is coming from fans. Luca's is coming from within. I, no, I'm not buying this. No, come on. This the slander is coming from within. Yeah, Donnie Nelson said he needs to be better at one thing, and that slander all of a sudden. Like, like, uh-huh. Rick, like Rick Carlisle hasn't slandered him. No. Teammates haven't slandered him. Like, I, Unless there's something more happening than just that exit interviews, I don't call that slander. Uh, and if you guys call it slander, then we've been slandering every player because we think every player could be better at something. Yes. So, yeah, no, I, I don't think that's the case. Also, like – some of this like outside criticism has been so overblown because of what LeBron and what KD did. It seems like those guys only did those specific moves, the, the Miami move, the Golden State move, because and then even leaving Golden State because of the slander they got. 
Like those guys still have agency. They still can make their choices. Maybe it was influenced a little bit by some of that outside talk, but I think they still made those decisions for basketball reasons and for family reasons and all kinds of other stuff too. Yeah. And what does the Mavs front office have to gain by slandering KP? Like even if like one, you want him, like if you want him part of your future, you have to do every like do everything right now not to slander him. And if you don't want him part of your future, you have to do everything in your power not to slander him either because yeah, right. <laughs> you want to keep his or try to build his value. So now, so I understand them not taking any shots at KP. I do agree that it it was a little odd. We talked all about that. You can yeah. go to our pod, the XA interview pod back from last week, last Monday, I think. Now, it was weird, Donnie's answer to that KP Luca question. Because of how it came. Yes, yes. And where he chose to... We talked about that. If he said that, if he was asked a question about how Luca can improve over the offseason, then that question makes sense or that answer makes sense. Yeah. The fact that it was a question about KP and Luca together and he went that route, a little odd, but I think he was trying to lean into the, hey, let's take the fire off of KP. So now will Luca leave because of that slander? I don't know. If Luca leaves, I don't think Luca's going to step back and be like, you know what? Five years ago, <laughs> Donnie said in the exit interview that he probably didn't even listen to because he's on a phone. Mac Engle wrote this story about me. <laughs> and the does he even know what the Fort Worth Star Telegram is? <laughs> does he even know where Fort Worth is? <laughs> oh. Does he know Mac's first name? We do. <laughs> oh, we, Theodore. <laughs> Should we get Mac on the pod? And we need to get Mac on the we pod actually, to talk we about should. this. We, we actually really should. I'm really we, interested in that. Yeah, yeah. Um, is it time for a break? <laughs> Next one, segue. Dad. <laughs> <laughs> the segues are way better in person. All right, let's take a break, no, guys. You did not clap. Don't clap. <laughs> How many podcasts? We've done a thousand episodes of this, and you just clapped into an ad break. You're the hiring expert for your company, and what you really need is help making your short list of quality candidates. You need a hiring partner who helps make your life easier. You need – who do you need, Nick? Indeed you do. Let's go. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post screen and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality short list of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. It makes connecting with the and hiring the right talent fast and easy. You can choose from more than 130 skill tests. I didn't even know that many existed, but you can you can choose from over 130 of them. Get started right now with the free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your post job, your job post at indie.com slash locked. Get $75 credit at indie.com slash locked. Indie.com slash locked. Offer valid through June 30th. That's coming up. That's this month, guys. Terms and conditions apply. Is the Bill Bar one right now? <laughs> Dude, let's go straight into it, actually. Straight into Bill Bar. You know what we like eating? Bill Bar. We do. What's your favorite flavor, Nick? Oh, the, the coconut brownie chunk. That's the best one. I had a mint brownie one earlier today, though. It was great. Mm. Can you still order the coconut brownie chunk? Or is that? Those, those go so fast. They sell out immediately. The grasshopper cookie one also sold out really, really fast. So you got to keep. Checking back to the website every once in a while, they'll add a new flavor. They're delicious. Raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. You say caramel or caramel? Caramel. Either way, it's good on Built Bar. 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 net 
carbs, great for keto. And when you're on YouTube videos and you're kind of in the background and all of that stuff, uh, yeah, go to it and uh, go to builtbar.com. The offer is locked 15. You'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code locked 15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. Is this great? The transition is amazing. Transition. Let's go to question number three. Oh, this is a, this is a long one. This is kind of, okay. Is this kind of the? <laughs> I am sitting way too close for you to be talking like this. This is kind of similar to what we were talking about a little bit ago. With Jay Rich's op- opt-in, let's just say Jay Rich opts in and THJ taking up the rest of the cap. Will the Mavs operate as the over-the-cap team? and try for a free agent via sign-in trade. Yeah, that was one of the options we talked about at the end of that. If they weren't going to get that full $35 million to straight up sign somebody, they could try a sign-in trade option. Now, with a sign-in trade, you have to sign somebody for three-plus years. And so you have to keep that in mind with anybody. You can't just straight up get like Kyle Lowry and keep him for one year. It has to be a little bit longer than that. Uh, a Chris Paul is also possibly a possibility even though he's going to the conference finals with the suns and it doesn't seem like he's going to leave there but that could also be a possibility so you have to keep that in mind when you talk about signing trades yes and i put this question there because i think it's a fascinating wrinkle to the k to the kp stuff because when we talked about if dallas goes the route of saying hey we need kp needs a fresh start we need a fresh start and we kind of talked throughout teams and stuff the other day but something to consider also is the sign-and-trade route to where if there's a team out there that could lose maybe one of these young restricted guys. Let's say, let's just say New Orleans says, we really don't want to lose Lonzo for nothing. Or Cleveland says, we really don't want to lose Jared Allen for nothing. Like we gave up a little bit for him and just to see him walk. We don't want to pay him $20 million, but we don't like just want to see him walk for nothing. Could then Dallas come in and say, hey, Let's work out a sign. Would you like a slightly used former all-star from Latvia? (laughs) But like, I could see it. Like that's a, that question just made my mind start going on some of these free agents out there. I mean, you look at the D'Angelo Russell situation with, you know, when the KD and all of that of when, you know, Brooklyn signs KD, it's like, okay, let's try to figure out a sign and trade. Golden State gets D'Angelo Russell back. Which they end up turning around, turning into Wiggins and the draft pick for Minnesota. If that draft pick turns into like a really good player, that's going to be this like r- like back and forth, yeah, this ripple, ripple effect back. Oh, it's like how Golden State pulled that off. So, anyway, I just think store that in the back of your mind that if they ha- if they have KP going into free agency, that's another route that if a team doesn't want to lose Toronto, if they don't want to pay Kyle Lowry, but they don't want to lose him for nothing. What would Toronto do if it's like, hey, we'll sign and trade Lowry for KP? Sounds weird, but if they're going to lose Lowry for nothing, would they Would they do that? Would Dallas do that? Yeah, both ways. I'm like, would they do that? Would, both, would either side do it? Because it seems like a Lowry, Conley, Chris Paul type would be able to unlock KP in a way that like, I don't think you make a move, a win now move for that, and then also take a step back by getting rid of KP, even though I do understand KP's been bad and he's not necessarily taking the Mavs a step forward. But some one of those point guards could come in and help unlock uh, Chris Porzingis. So, like David Locke, uh, or they could locked on him. 
And then once once they're locked on, they could unlock that lock. <laughs> also, I just want to point out, we, we said we say this every single year. Cap space isn't just about free agency. It just it creates possibility. You have possibility out there. The sign and trades are a possibility. The the trade, you can bring back more salary than you send in a trade. That's possibility. Like there's just so many different things you can do with cap space. It's just a tool for you to use. Next question. Who is most likely not to be on the Mavs next season? Josh Richardson. Well, that was quick. <laughs> that was quick. Our boy is gone. I can feel that one in my uh, my bones. You're close enough to my bones. Can <laughs> you confirm? <laughs> um, I, I was gonna go like a, a like a smaller route and be like Nico Melli. You don't think so? I feel like the Mavs could find a spot for him. Like, yeah, at the minimum, they could find a spot. I just don't see him being back. But if we're going like a bigger name route, I feel like Josh has to be the answer, right? I mean, didn't do the exit interview. A couple guys didn't, but... Yeah, Willie also, he's probably second in line. Somebody probably not coming back to Dallas. Yeah. So for Josh, we know he was very frustrated towards the end of the season. He showed that post-games. He talked about his sum in the playoffs. He got replaced. Basically, I mean, they went with Trey Burke over him in the playoffs. So, yeah, that was brutal. Yeah, it's just going to be a weird – it's a weird situation with Josh where will he get $11 million in the open market? Probably not at this point. But what's he willing to do? Like if he's sitting there – if it's either take $11 million but come back, he might not play, or opt out and get like the full MLE at like seven, eight, but you're actually going to play for a team. Yeah, the MLE is really interesting – option for him which is mind-boggling to think about i was the one who tweeted out like before in the preseason a picture of josh richardson saying luke Kennard got what and i'm like (laughs) he's not even gonna get close to luke he's probably he would be praying for luke Kennard money at this point so the thing is though there's gonna be a lot of money like san antonio is gonna have so much money i mean what are they gonna do with it that's true are they it just takes one team to overpay a guy to come there but i don't know if josh richardson's that guy that people are gonna overpay in Miami, I I say watch out for Miami. He yeah, had his best season, best season there. If they strike out on something, could they come in and be like, hey, let's do a one year, 10, 11 million or something? He's one of the, now we're gonna go down this rabbit hole, but he he's one of those players where he goes, he gets, he's like uh not well known player going into college, and then he works his way up to get to be in the rotation at Tennessee, right? And then yeah, and then he gets drafted second round into that Miami culture and. That really shaped Ooh, heat, him. Heat culture. Sorry, heat heat culture, not Miami culture. Miami culture, very different. So, but would he be in the league if he didn't get drafted by Miami? That's like a really interesting what if for for certain players because, uh, like, would they be there? Would they be in the league if they didn't? Would JJ Barea be in the league if he didn't get drafted by Dallas and they, yeah. like, you know, bring him along? And there's just so many interesting ways because certain guys. Will pop no matter what. Luca he goes to any team, he's gonna be incredible. But Would Kyle Kuzma still be in the league? Is Kyle Kuzma still going to be in the league? <laughs> How many times did we see a Shanghai Sharks meme about Kyle Kuzma <laughs> and Aaron Gordon? I saw them paired together. Well, you know what? If you're gonna bet on Kyle Kuzma's next team, maybe those odds are on Bet Online AG. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Did you like that, Dad? Are you proud? <laughs> baseball. I'm about to do a spit take right now. Baseball season is in full swing. Is it really? 
Do we care about baseball? <laughs> it's been, and, <laughs> they've been playing since April. And you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news and odds of all your sporting needs MLB, NBA, NHL, all your UFC and MMA action. Nate Diaz in the octagon over the weekend. I'll have that. Before the next pitch or whatever sporting event yep. you want to bet on, go to Bet Online on your laptop, mobile device. Check out all the latest great. Sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Do you have some odds? Tonight, Monday night, if you're listening, watching this, Clippers, four-and-a-half-point favorite. Wow. That's interesting to me. Clippers still a favorite in that one. Donovan Mitchell, got to see what's going on with him. That's probably why. Clippers also at home. They had a pretty good bounce-back game in game three. Maybe this is a series that the home team wins every single game in this one. They just flipped the script on it. But, yeah, that's an interesting line. If you want to bet on that, what do they do, Isaac here? <laughs> Head to the website or use the mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. All right, Isaac. I also want to tell if anyone's a new listener, this is not the usual setup, by the way. <laughs> this feels like we're like a YouTube show from 2008, like hanging out in our in your, this is awesome. In your house. Oh, you have a question. I have a question. I cannot read it though. I'm going to be honest. This is a shot at my handwriting. <laughs> is this one of those off seasons that we need to pray that the Mavs don't do anything stupid yes. and hand a big deal to Schroeder or Lonzo Ball after missing out on Lowry? Yeah, that's an interesting one. Like the, the last couple of years, we've given the Mavs credit a little bit for not doing anything stupid because like the Lakers are still paying off Luol Deng next year. You know what I mean? I think Indiana's still paying Monte Ellis. <laughs> it might be. I think uh, Darren Williams is still getting paid by the Nets right, right now. Oh, but yeah. the thing is, those, those things matter. And so we've been giving them credit for not doing something like that, which some people would say, oh, they, they're supposed to not do something stupid. But a lot of teams have. This season, though, I think is a little different because they do have that money and they're, they, their backs are against the wall with it because this is the last time they're going to have big money unless they can move off of KP almost entirely, and uh, depends on what Brunson gets as well. So they do need to do something with it. So we may see an overpay. But remember what we've talked about before about guys like John Collins and other people, they may just overpay to get an asset, to get talent, so that they can later down the line when they're able to trade some of those draft picks, 2025, 2027, you know, even the one, one next year in 2022, they could trade. If they have that asset as a, pl- of a player, they can pair it with the pick and a couple of picks, and then send it over for somebody actual, of actual value. I don't forgot what we were talking about. You're talking about if this is the offseason, that you just don't want the Mavericks to make a mistake. Oh, yeah. Well, the, the thing about that is I actually like both of those guys. I like <laughs> Schroeder, though, man. I'm not going to lie. I, I would still like him on the Mavs for the right price. I actually have a question. Yeah. Um, but we have, we've both been – I'd say we both. I know I have on the Lonzo train – as far as him, his fit in Dallas, because I think he would fit great here. His fit, his fit would be good on paper, but I don't. I, I feel like it would just be another step in the Delon Wright, the Delon Wright, Josh Richardson. Uh, oh, speaking of that, Lonzo Ball town, like that would be the next evolution. And I don't know if it would. I think it would probably be better than Josh Richardson. Most players, I think, would, at this point, would be better. But yeah, I'm not sure. He's not a guy that can create his own shot, right? The Mavericks really need somebody like that. Yes. 
I still would like his fit in Dallas, but I have sure, the, yeah. I have the next the next guy that's going to be the. Who's the ones we talked about so far on the pod? We talked about Gary Harris. We talked about Lonzo Ball. Give me another one. <laughs> no, this one's the next Delon Wright, Josh Richardson. No. And you're not ready for this. Oh, no. Nilakina. No, it's not. That's a step down. It, but that's going to happen, though, right? Like, Oof. they liked him. Somebody tweeted and said about they their Lonzo interest. too. They did, yes. But and is more available. Knicks fans would just be so upset about that. They if love, he came here and was, like, awesome? Yeah, 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 <laughs> that's true. Well, they, no, just just came and played on the same team as Porzingis again. They Last were. year, did Nilakina shoot, like, 2.6% from three? Or is that no? That's carbs because today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, two point six carbs and ninety five calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned. No, dang it, we're not having the ultra segment moment of the week. But either way, Michelob Ultra, you only enjoy it if you enjoy it. So <laughs> <laughs> this is an all time must watch on YouTube episode. I have to say incredible next question i just jimmed the camera for like four minutes what do you think about a kp jared allen front court pairing oh god a pairing is interesting i don't think a pairing would work somebody did somebody report that because i got random tweets over the weekend about this was it one of those uh hoop central ari abraham copycat type Mm. special like there's all kinds of guys like that remember should we do our spiel again? <laughs> Does somebody have an exclusive? Should we do our spiel again? There's only certain people you trust talking about Dallas Mavericks information. Uh, we Obviously, Woj, Shams, there's Mark Stein for sure. There's Brad Townsend. Tim Cato we've added in the last couple of years. So Make sure you're reading The Athletic today on Monday. Um, who's the – Tim McMahon. Obviously, McMahon for sure, yeah. I yeah. mean, so there's what, a big six? It's a big six. Shams is like – when Shams break Mavs news? Has he ever bro- broken Mavs news in the, since we started covering the team? I don't think so. Right? Like I, so I'd say if he I'd, does, though, you you trust it, I guess. Callie works for Dallas Morning News, so anything she reports, yeah, you believe true. it. She's just still, you know, starting off kind of the yeah. first, first couple of years. Yeah. Love Callie. Callie's been on the pod, friend of the pod, friend of the pod. She's awesome. Um, do you have a question? Did you pull one up? I didn't do anything. <laughs> Did you? Okay. The odds that Goran Dragic is a Mav next year. I saw you pull up Goran Dragic on Basketball Reference, and that's one of the reasons why I like doing him in person because I can see who you, what you look up. Uh, the odds he's a he's a Maverick are really – that's interesting. Somebody tweeted at me or DM me saying that he retired from international ball. The other day I said oh, on the yeah, pod, yeah, right. they're like, I wonder about him and Luca playing together, and they said he retired. Yeah, I, now you're not going to have to wonder. That. He's probably going to be around the team though, right? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. He may have a he may have a role or something like that. Goran on the Mavs makes a lot of sense, uh, but I mean he's been part of that Miami team for a little while now. Maybe he sticks around there, comes back. Percentage he, odds, I give it. I don't know what a thirty three percent. They had their chance to get him right. I mean, well, they reportedly had him. The the Heat thought they were trading him there, but all indications the Mavericks. That's a what if we should do that this summer? Yeah, and the Mavericks wanted Olenek and Derek Jones, which at the time I was like, Ugh, really? And then as the season went on, I'm like, actually, they would have, they would have helped. Been great. That been great. Uh, but they kind of like bypassed Dragic then, yeah, um, for basically nothing. And the extra trade didn't go through. Yeah. So if they didn't want him then, do they want him now? I would be down for it. I just would be very hesitant that he would not be the savior answer to everything. 
No, I would no. love the the vet and next to Luca, another playmaker type. But I mean, we've been talking about guys that were rough in the playoffs, like Schroeder. Dragic did not help the Heat in that in that playoff run very much. Thirty five years old too. So yeah, he's, he's not on the level of a Conley, Lowry, obviously Chris Paul. Like he's not. He's a, he would be a definitely a tier maybe two lower than those guys. Next question: If the Mavericks don't win a title in blank years, you will be disappointed. Or I will be disappointed. Can I just name any number? A <laughs> hundred? I mean, if they don't win a title in a hundred years. My I'll, lifetime. I'll be disappointed. Do I have to give the smallest number possible? I guess it is. What's... That's what the question implies, but I'm not yes. going to answer what the question implies. What is the smallest number possible? I mean, I think it's in Luca's next contract, right? Like in the next six years. Yeah. In the next six years, if they don't win a title, you'll be disappointed. Yeah. Titles are hard, man. Think about all the teams that have won a title recently i mean lakers heat warriors yeah spurs you know, there's just not many teams and it, that yeah. have won titles it's just really hard to do mavericks in the last 10 years by the way that was that just happened over the weekend 10 year anniversary of the dallas mavericks went in 2011 so yeah that doesn't happen often yeah i'd say i would say six years i think that's the safest amount even over the next like couple of years, it's just so dependent on who they get. I mean, which still you can be like, I'm disappointed because they didn't get anybody to get to the finals, I guess. But I'll yeah, just, like this, yeah. this team is not ready to win a title, right? Like this team no. is not built like the Jazz or the the Suns yet. Like this team is not that talented yet. And everybody's complaining about the roster all year, and then they're like, oh, they can't beat the Clippers. Yes, they can't beat the Clippers yet. Of course, I know Luca is way ahead of the curve, way ahead of schedule, all that kind of stuff. It's still so rare for a guy to win a finals MVP, be the best player on a team under the age of 27. It just does not happen very often. I think it was Dwayne Wade when he won in 06. Why don't you look it up on Basketball? <laughs> yes, sir. I'm the intern. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the real intern. Though. The, the real intern is crunching numbers over there. But when did, when did Dwayne Wade win that title? Like Dirk was older. LeBron, Jordan was 27. Like, uh, I was listening to to KOC and, and Vernon on the ringer. And they were talking about this, uh, what age these guys were. Mm. 24. Yeah, that was a special case. So it'd have to be a special case like that yeah. in order for him to. I mean, he had so, Shaq, so. Right. It's <laughs> a special case. Does Luca have Shaq? The answer is no. He does not. <laughs> uh, speaking on that, the one, this is the last question. The way you become a title uh, contender is when you add a good vet, and we already mentioned his name, but this person says, you think Kyle Lowry would be a great fit next to Luka Doncic? Heck yeah. Yes! Absolutely. We've been calling for Kyle Lowry for years. Literally. Years since they won the title. We're like, if he's not going to come back, or if he's, you know, obviously I thought he was coming back, but if they were going to get rid of him or blow it up or do whatever they're going to do, Kyle Lowry would be a great fit. He is like, he is Draymond as a guard, as far as emotional leader, as far as, not necessarily caliber of defender, but he can get everybody going on defense in the right directions and all that. He is that type of guy. And so I, the Mavericks desperately need somebody like that that can galvanize people. It's been there before, the veteran. He can hit an outside shot. That would be great. He can get his own shot. He can set up somebody else. There's just a lot of things Kyle Lowry can do that would check a ton of – he would check – everything he does checks a box for the Mavericks. Won a title recently. Everything – Will absolutely love him next to Luca, and that's the that's the type of move. That's what we've been waiting for. When are Chris they going to follow the Suns? It's the same yeah. thing. 
which I was skeptical on at the beginning of the season. Nick was like, hey, Chris Paul, he's going to go – like you were all about Chris Paul having another type of year. I was yeah, like – I didn't have them this I, – I obviously didn't have them this good. I had the Jazz as a better team than them, which I actually won that one out. But then I think I had the Suns as like seven or six in the West or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think but, we both did because Suns fans still like tweeting us about it. They do. They really enjoy that. <laughs> good for you guys. Have fun with the team. That's part part of the business, you know. You got to have takes. And then – Speaking of part of the business, today's episode no, – I'm just kidding. <laughs> like really we have another no, go listen to lockdown today great podcast every single day giving you the sports news that you need isaac and i live in person in dallas texas more to come guys thanks so much for listening to the lockdown map peace out boom